Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome back to Bond by Numbers. It is Christmas time, and of course, here on the show, that means it's time for another holiday special. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This should be a fun episode. It is our fourth holiday special. My name is Scott Powell, and as always, I'm joined by my brothers in Bond across the pond in Canada, Jeff Chapman and Double O Taylor himself, Josh Taylor. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, my man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Guys, this is our last holiday special. Let's just uh, address the elephant in the room. Um, this is our final season of Bond by Numbers. And although we may occasionally come back and have some episodes here and there, we, we've planned this to be our last one. And I've got a mega challenge in store for you today. A mega blowout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 60% off. Come on down. <laughs> hey, well, there's no discounts. I'm afraid. <laughs> You've done this before. You know I'm not going to discount. <laughs> no, we know. Death and bargain prices. There's no study guys. Death and bargain prices. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. That, I, that's basically Black Friday. Is what that is. <laughs> well, basically, yeah. You're, <laughs> I mean, right, really? you're right about that. I, it's 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 the name of an Avengers episode. I'm talking like the British TV oh, show, that the about, Avengers. Okay. And it's basically a bomb is a nuclear bomb is somewhere inside in a, a department store. And it's just one of those situations where the budget is so low, but they worked it so well because they were filming inside a department store. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it does have one of one of the best uh, appeal fights, though. So you know, give him credit for that. Yeah. The modern episode would be 700 people trying to get through one sliding door at a Walmart and people get killed <laughs> to get some uh, Air Jordans. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the chaos, there's like a hand sticking out between the feet and a crushed bowler hat. So exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Poor Steed. Poor Steed. Yeah, he wouldn't stay. He would have had a chance against those crazies. <laughs> guys, guys, tell me before we get started here on the special itself. Tell me, have you got into the Christmas spirit yet? We're we're recording this uh, a couple about a week before Christmas. Have you got into the spirit? Have you started your movie watching, your telly, sit down, family time, chats, whatever? Well, uh, as you know, as you know, Scott, I did get to uh, Christmas spirit a little bit already. Mm-hmm. I um, I spent a couple <laughs> of days with 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 your own family, with your mom, her husband John, uh, with your sister, yeah. and uh, and and her husband, and uh, it was a really fun time. Yesterday, I got my Steelbook Blu-ray of uh, it's it's a wonderful life. Oh, so nice I, I, I I have that all lined up to watch. Yeah, and uh, then I have my own Christmas movie uh, to watch too which is the lion in winter that's mm-hmm. my christmas at the plantagenets <laughs> that i do every year so that's my tradition and i might throw in a die hard there too why not we've had the tree set up since about november 12th uh we we've uh rachel just finished making all of her uh christmas cookies we're doing the christmas cards we did we tried to do some uh christmas photo uh mm-hmm. with, with homer tree and stuff like that <laughs> It worked out not too, too bad, and uh, that's about it. And we're, we have our beer advent calendar. Homer's got his uh, – awesome. se- se- I'm not going to say it too loud in case he hears it, but uh, Seasons Treatings, which is a, an advent calendar <laughs> box. Amazing oh. cookies. I want to eat these. And uh, mm. boy, boy, when I even just uh, say the word, he goes he goes kind of crazy. So Does he, yeah? I have an advent calendar joke for you guys. Oh, hit us. Go. Okay. Yeah, go. Mm-hmm. What did the thief get for stealing the advent calendar? Uh, I don't know. Christmas punch. What did he get? Twenty-five days. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's good. I like that. That's pretty yeah. good. I yeah, stole that a from a, a a magazine article that had a whole list of dad Christmas jokes. Because that's a good one. Your, your mother wanted me to come up with like ten Christmas jokes or limericks to share right. over the dinner table the other day at the cottage. Well, I thought that was the name of the article. Your mom wanted me to share. That would be great <laughs> if that was the name of the article. <laughs> well, it may, it may it may as well have been. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Yeah. Uh, was it? Did you know that there is only twenty five letters in the Christmas alphabet? There's really? no L. There's um, no L. Okay, great. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a good one. I was I gonna say I thought there's only two, just H and O. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. I like it better. I I hope our listeners are writing these down to become the stars of their own Christmas parties when they arrive. Yeah, I was, they're gonna write it down to not do these at the Christmas. <laughs> that's right. Avoid at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> there goes how, your street crime. How to get coal? Here we go. Just follow these easy steps. Use these <laughs> <Yeah>. jokes. <laughs> start, what do you call with... a what do you call a snowman with washboard abs? Uh, oh, okay. This one I'm I'm looking forward to. What is it? Potentially, what is it? The abdominal snowman. Okay, right. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll be here all week, folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, this year, guys, uh, our fourth and final <laughs> holiday special. I might as well say a few things about what I've got in store for you, and we can take this opportunity to tell the listeners that you really don't know anything that's coming at you. In the past, we have planned features together. And we've gone away and done Bond Christmas parties and we've done um, kind of, you know, the ghost of Christmas Bond and all of that stuff. And realistically, we could have done it again, but we did it so well, I think, and so fresh the first time we did that it still holds up really well. So if you're looking for those sorts of games and that sort of collaborative stuff, then by all means, go check out our creative features from the previous Bond by Number holiday specials. You can enjoy them. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But this year, guys, I did something different. I set up something different for you. It's really heavy on the play along at home, too. So I think our listeners, okay. uh, in in, a, in addition to kind of being able to enjoy the episode, I think they're going to be welcome to play along a little bit more, okay? Less heavy yeah. on the creative features. I took care of that my own self and made what essentially adds up to a quiz worth 100 points, okay? Very good. One but, thing I want to mention yeah, uh, before, before we get into this, Scott, uh, regarding our last episode where me mm-hmm. and you talked about uh, 007 Road to a Million. Yeah. And yeah. one of the questions we had is how much knowledge of the James Bond world, you know, fandom mm-hmm. did this particular groups of people have in regard to it? Well, That's if right. you go to the website for the 007 Road to a Million, or I think it's on just 007.com, actually, there's interviews with the contestants and they talk about their favorite bonds and whatnot. So it was clearly edited out of, out of the series. Out, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Their knowledge was definitely edited out of the series to make it seem like they're in world or something like that. that Interesting. That, that's my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, what we've got here is, uh, like I said, it's a quiz. Okay. First up, I'll tell you this, right? We've got 100 points. You're playing for 100 points. And that's broken down over several rounds. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I've got four rounds of 15, which Mm -hmm. equal 60. And then I have three special rounds. And and I'm just going to intersperse them about every 15 questions or so. We're going to do a thematic round. Okay. And Hunger Games, man. This is wild. (laughs) Well, hang on. Hang on. I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the questions on this year's holiday special quiz 
I have a Bond question followed up by like a a Christmas or a holiday connection or a link. Okay, so okay. they're not all Bond questions, but that that kind of falls in line with what we've done in the past as well. We got Bond and we've got some links, shall we say, links stemming from the answers and the questions. Yeah. When you say links, you mean it has to do with sausages? Because I might actually do better. Uh, there might be a couple of sausage questions in here. I can't recall. The real bangers. I was thinking of a guy in a green in a green tunic running around with his sword, actually. But <laughs> oh, you mean the the uh... link is in Legend of Zelda? Oh, that right. link. Yes. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now listen. Gentlemen, now it's time to get serious, okay? So take your deep breaths, right? Shake yourselves into gear. Have a sip of that coffee because we're about to get started. As I say, there are 60 questions made up of four rounds of 15 plus three thematic rounds that will bring us to 100 points. You have decided outside of this episode's recording, you've decided to collaborate this year. And I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea to collaborate. Although... Collaboration yeah. I, I do because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to tell you though, there will be restrictions as to what you're allowed to answer and who who gets mm -hmm. to answer. So that in some rounds it'll be necessary that you each are playing the game equally. Okay, I agree to all of this mm -hmm. as long as you at least at some point, maybe once or twice or three times or more, I'd be mm -hmm. even happier mm -hmm. if you somehow delay the answer as long as possible. <laughs> That's right. I'll do that for you. And then say correct. So you're saying you want to have a filibuster inside <laughs> the question round. I'll do that for you, buddy. I just thought it would be fun for the audience if we kind of, who did watch that, it'd be a nice little Easter egg for them to pick out. Yeah, for sure. And just for fun, guys, at the end, at the end of our quiz, I have rewards or punishments, depending on your score. Okay. Mm -hmm. In order to pass, you need to score 50 out of 100. However, there are different tiers of rewards each with their own sort of bond flavor depending on how well you do and if you don't succeed there are different tiers of punishment as well so the name of the game here is to work hard get into the holiday spirit and do the bond listeners and yourselves proud everybody thanks very much for tuning in we hope you have a good time this christmas you know hanging around your loved ones and your pals and doing silly stuff like this with us so it's time to get cracking on the Bond by Numbers holiday special for the last time. Round one, live and let quiz. Question one, boys, coming at you. What happens to Honey Rider's boat in Dr. No? I know the answer exactly, so. All right. Okay. Trust me, Jeff. I got this. Okay. Uh, I trust you. It is riddled with bullets when Dr. No's patrol boat comes by uh, and, and shoots up the beach. That is correct. Well done. Question two. And speaking of bullet holes, what type of gun did James Bond have before Major Boothroyd issued him a PPK? Hint. It's from the same manufacturer as the 94F used by John McClane in Die Hard. Oh, uh, I believe it's a Beretta. Yeah. That is correct. Well done. Two for two. Number three. Towards the end of Octopussy's pre-title sequence, guys, 
Bond tells Bianca that he will see her in which city? Uh... Just before he hops in the horse's ass, he says he will see oh, her where? I got it. I'll Joshua see you in City. Miami. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. Okay, was... You've got it. Yep, you've got yeah, it. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh... Number four. Which other city in Florida plays host to an annual Hard Rock Winterfest boat parade each December? Your choices are Sarasota, Fort Lauderdale, or Orlando. Once again, which other Florida city plays host to an annual Hard Rock Winterfest boat parade each December? What? Thing. <laughs> I'm going to say Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale. You are... I asked for this. Correct. Nice. Yay! Fort Lauderdale. Well done. Number five. Before blowing them up and cancelling the transaction, Stromberg pays Markovitz and Beckman a sum of money for developing the submarine oh, tracking yeah. system in The Spy Who Loved Me. How much does he pay them each? Is it $3 million, $5 million, or $10 million? I think it's 10. It's okay. Uh, I was going to say five, but uh, I'll go with you and say 10. 10. And you think was... it's 10. I'll go we're with go Josh. We're going with 10. Going to go with 10. Well, you should have gone with Jeff because the answer is yeah. five. Oh, good for you. Well, bad for both of you. No, bad for both of us. Okay. Yes. And speaking of subways, here comes number six. Speaking <laughs> of subways, okay. which of the following sandwiches is, is available in the UK subway stores as part of its limited edition winter warmers range? Here are oh, your right. options. Okay. Jingle Brie LT, turkey, brie, and bacon. <laughs> V.I. Brie, American cheese, bacon, caramelized onions. Okay. Pigs under blanket, brie, bacon, sausage, red currant jelly. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a, a shot in the dark, which is, yes, I am referencing uh, a Pink Panther film. And um, a Nazi Osborne album. Also good, yes. <laughs> um, I, I The pig in, under blanket, that's my guess. You're going I'll, go with that. I'll go with that. I'll, I'll be... Okay. It sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Kind of. But it's not right. The answer is uh, V.I. Brie. Yeah, the uh, V.I. Brie. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Excellent. I hope it tastes better than it sounds. Because <laughs> that's that's right. a shit yeah. name. It's, it sounds like it's going to be sort of like a like a, 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 like a Vegemite or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's no Vegemite in it. Number seven. Uh, in Goldfinger Voice, James Bond receives a briefing with Smithers from the Bank of England. In what country was the Nazi gold that he is lent found? Uh, was it Switzerland, Josh? Switzerland, oh. is it France, or is it Austria? Three choices. Mm. I kind of butchered that question. Do you want me to read it again? That's uh, okay. Uh, well, like basically, mm. where did that gold bar come from? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't think it would have come from Switzerland. Switzerland. It would have probably gone to Switzerland. Well, it ended up going to Switzerland because it, it, yeah, it's so may, yeah, maybe Austria then. 
I'll go with Austria. Let's go with Austria. You are. You're killing me here. I keep thinking it's my connection, but you're just correct. Really, Austria. Oh, Yay! This delay is killing me. You're killing. Yeah, me. I know. That was I'm good. Sorry. No, 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 it's, it's fine. It's, it's funny. No, no, it's it's what it's what Brian Cox did for the entire show. So we just thought we. Would... <laughs> oh, is that okay? That's, that's okay, what it's okay. all about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Okay, number eight, guys. Well done so far. Your score, if we tally them up, you've got uh, two wrong and five right. So that's okay so far. All right. Number eight. On which day of December is the traditional Krampus Day celebrated in Austria? A time to dress up in scary costumes and get up to mischief in the streets. So we go from Austrian bar of gold to Austria Krampus tradition. Your three options are December 1st, December 3rd, or December 5th. Which of those days is the traditional Krampus day? I mean, this is purely a guess in my opinion, but maybe the first, because it's like the first day of December, but... uh... I don't know. I was going to say, remember, remember the fifth of December because Krampus is going to kick your ass. But that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what was the third? What was the third option? The first, third, the third, and the fifth. Yeah, I'll go with the fifth. Josh is going fifth. Okay. Are you happy with that, Jeff? I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with the first. Okay, well, you've got remember, you're collaborating, so I'm going to let oh, you yeah. check it out. No, okay, fine. We'll go with the fifth then, whatever. No, I'll trust Jeff's yeah. instinct to go with the first. <laughs> this is news. Okay. This is beautiful. Okay. All right. So the first, we choose uh, the first as our answer. <laughs> okay. The answer is the fifth. <laughs> Damn it. That's all right. Uh, it's all right. It's just funny that the, the way yeah, it's funny. Well, it's funny to me, I guess. It's, so I want to know the the tie the the tie-in question. I'm curious: is this going to be about like Pretamage or something? No, that was the tie-in question. Remember, we oh, started yeah. with Austria, oh, yes. and then we Sorry. went there. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the tie-in question. Sorry, yeah. Number nine. Here Very we go, nice. guys. Number nine. From what year is the Macallan Scotch placed on Severin's head in Skyfall? Ooh. From what year is the Macallan oh. Scotch placed on Severin's head in Skyfall? And Obviously, now f- there's multiple choice. There's no multiple choice for this one, guys, yeah, because it's it's one that you'll know <laughs> when you know it. You, I'm just yeah, going to let you think it out. I'm just going to let you think uh, it out. 62? Yeah, we're going with 62 for obvious reasons. 62 is correct. Yes, the 50th anniversary of Bond, wasn't it? Excellent. Well done. Yeah. Good work. Well done working that one out. Number nine. Oh, sorry. Number 10. Just before Christmas in 1962, the Mariner 2 spacecraft sent back the first information to Earth about which planet's atmospheric temperature. Mercury, Venus, or Mars. 1962, just before Christmas. Well, wasn't Viking the Mars expedition? I thought maybe the Viking. No, the Vikings were the were the probes. No, there was the Voyager probes. There were the Viking probes. I forget what the Viking probes went to. I'm I'm going to read the question again so that you don't talk yourselves into outer space. Okay, so that you really. Have- <laughs> it's oh. too late. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Just before Christmas in 1962, Mariner Two spacecraft sent back the first information to Earth about which planet's atmospheric temperature. Mercury. Venus, Mars. Now there's, oh. cl- there's clues I'm in gonna, there. I'm going to say I, Mars. 
I'm going to say actually Venus because of atmospheric temperature. Okay, I'll go with Venus. Huh? Venus is correct. Yay! Good job, Josh. Good job. See, you got to listen to the questions. I haven't thrown in right. that many loops, okay? Now then, mm -hmm. here we go. Number 11, guys. In Tomorrow Never Dies, Paris Carver gives her husband a grand title nickname, one that might befit Santa Claus given his own activities on Christmas Eve. What Ooh. is the title that she gives her husband? It's something of the airwaves or something like that. It's like a it's like a signifier of something around the, around those lines. Mm, I cannot recall. Master of the airwaves. Okay, you want to go with who? That? Who? And she's like mm. who? Elliot. Something. Something. Something is what she kind of she she, she refers to him as. Yeah. Mm. If okay. you don't remember uh, it, you don't remember it. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Exactly. You were close. The answer is Emperor of the Air. Emperor of the oh, Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good Which work, is Josh. kind of the Santa Claus title if he was a fascist, I suppose. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now then, uh, here is a uh, just a random Bond question thrown in for fun here. Or oh, that was our random one. Sorry. Here's one. Mm -hmm. Who helps James Bond identify people at Dominique Green's party? In Quantum of Solace. Who helps Bond identify people at Green's party in Quantum of Solace? Mathis, I'm assuming. Uh, is it Mathis or is it the chief of police that was, quote unquote, Mathis's friend? Let's go with uh, Mathis. Uh, oh, Matt, or, or chief of police. Okay, let's go chief of police. Yeah, let's do that. Lucky. Because Bond did briefly befriend him for that moment, yep. so that it would be significant. Right. So it makes sense to me. So yeah. we'll go okay. with the chief of police. Chief of police, final answer. Okay, the answer is Rene Mathis. Ah, uh, okay. I guess because he introduced them mm -hmm. at the Missed party, it right? By that much. Yes, that was against <laughs> Number 13. I, I got it. Number 13. Mm -hmm. In France, what do children put out for Santa to fill with gifts on Christmas Eve? Here's a hint. If you know the song Petit Papa Noel, you should get this from the last line. N'oubliez pas mon petit soulier. Oh, it's a little, oh, okay. It's a little shoe. Is that what you're going with? Sure. Correct. Shoes. Yes, you didn't yeah. even need the multiple choice options. Well done there, Monsieur well, Francais. I, I know very little French, but that actually covered up the majority of it. <laughs> well done. You, you knew the important ones, huh? We okay. Number fourteen. In how many films did Robert Brown officially play M? Uh, uh four because he was in Octopussy, A View to a Kill, Living Daylights, and License to Kill. Okay, yeah. You're gonna go with those. Yeah. Four is correct. Well done. Because Bernard Lee was very ill during Free Your Eyes Only, so they right. had they had Freddie, what's his Freddie Gray, the Minister of Defense, and the other dude there. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys, number fifteen now. Number fifteen. Okay. Last question in this first round: What is the name <laughs> of the global surveillance initiative that Q prevents from going online, Inspector? The hint: three less. 
than the 12 days of Christmas. Something the eyes. They called it the eyes, right? Because that's what it's like. What is it? The nine? Well, three less than the twelve days of Christmas, so it would be like not the nine eyes or something, or uh, yeah, the nine eyes makes sense because that's what sure. she, uh, Andrew Scott's character was that was sort of the front of right for Spectre in, in that movie. Yeah. Okay, let's say the nine eyes. Nine eyes is correct. Well done. Well done. There we go. So mm-hmm. after the first fifteen, we have. One, two, three, four incorrect and eleven correct. So that's that's good work. That's good work. Good job, Josh. Yay! <laughs> and hey, it's not all Josh. You had two that he didn't go yeah, with man. that were correct. Yeah, I so. got the Scotch one. Woo! That's right. Yeah, that's that, was, that, was a, that was a that was a good call, man. Excellent. Okay, are we ready for round number two? This is the first of our thematic rounds, the first of our three thematic rounds, okay? And okay, yeah. I call, this. I call this one, um, I hope you pardon the pun, on Her Majesty's Forestry Service, a.k.a. License to Trim. It's all about Christmas trees. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. What so, what branch What branch of the intelligence does it get it? <laughs> <laughs> I do get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. boy. Oh, boy, okay. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get a burn notice. Yeah, it would. <laughs> well, actually, that would be right. good because then it would know that it's supposed to be burned so that it could avoid being burned. Uh, eight questions in this round, guys, all linked to okay. Christmas trees in some capacity. That's Number awesome. one, this ancient Roman festival observed in December of each year saw citizens give gifts and decorate their homes with evergreen boughs. Your options are a festival of health and fertility known as Lupercalia, the Festival of Honor in Vesta, known as Vestalia, or the Festival of Honor in Saturn, called Saturnalia. We have three Roman festivals in which one, observed in December of each year, would citizens give gifts and decorate their trees or their homes with evergreen boughs? Well, it's not Lupercalia because in Julius Caesar, the play Julius Caesar, and I'm just trying to confirm this with my own knowledge of Roman culture, the Lupercalia was one of the events that was going on around the Ides of March. So it's not the Lupercalia. Mm. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the Saturnalia. I, I was, and I don't have a, a great uh, explanation why, but I, 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 to be honest, the other two didn't make sense to me in that sense. Uh, so you're both going with Saturnalia. Okay, yes. you conferred, yeah. and you are... Sorry, I'm not going to do this much longer. You're I promise. killing me. <laughs> correct. You're correct. Uh-huh. Well done. Saturnalia is the correct answer. Another two. interesting part about the Saturnalia, by the way, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, is that slaves me. and uh, slaves and masters would would share would change position for a day as well. Oh, it's like the improv game, master and slave. Cool. I just go switch. Mm-hmm. There you it's go. It's a fun game. I remember they played that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's, so basically. Uh, Wow. Yeah, the like domina or domino or or yeah, do, like b- basically domine or domina would tell their slaves that they they they, they would they would switch. So they whatever their slaves wanted them to do, they would do. Whoa. Of course, there were incredible restrictions, but 
no, the noble families would essentially stoop to doing certain menial tasks is what I'm, what so, I'm trying to say. Yeah. Do you think that like uh specter and MI6 would do that? Do you think they would like swap for a day and then they would like ask like MI6 to do jobs for them and vice versa? Just for one 24 hour period. For yeah. over 24 hours. Like <laughs> they would use James Bond to like assassinate someone in MI6 and vice versa. <laughs> I was thinking more of like, <laughs> James Bond would sit at M's desk and M would go oh, to yeah. or something like that. Mm. Or like no, I, I would prefer if, if if James Bond was at Q's desk because God, you know how that would go. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh boy. All right, number two. Like Don't that touch question. that. That's my lunch. Number two. Queen Victoria loved decorating Christmas trees. Her mother, Charlotte, brought and helped popularize the tradition in England from her ancestors. Where did they come from? Habsburg, Austria. Hanover, Germany, or Bohemia in the Czech Republic? Hanover, Germany. Germany. Hanover, oh, Germany bomb. is correct. Yes, yeah. indeed. Of course, of course. Oh, yeah. Number I three. <clears throat> in what year did the Illustrated London News print the famous illustration of Victoria and Albert with young family around the Christmas tree? This picture would help to popularize German Christmas traditions across the world. Was it in 1840, 1848, or 1856? Uh, I would say 1856. Because they would have at least had a couple of kids by then, right? Well, that's what I mean. Because didn't she take, didn't she, wasn't she, wasn't the coronation for her 1840? Yeah, or just around that time, yeah. Just around that time. Yeah, so, so they would have, they would have had like, first... give her 16 years, they got kids at that point. <laughs> yeah, so... 56. That's my guess. That's what I'm... Okay, both going for 56. Yes, sir. The correct answer is 1848. Shit, because then they would have had smaller kids. I I did Ah. say young family, but you guys don't listen to these questions. You did say young, yeah. Okay, yeah. I over... over. (sighs) No, I know. It's just... So so she must have had a succession of children then. So they must have had like one and then another and then another kind of a situation as opposed to like gaps, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Royal Armada of children. That's right. Number yeah. four. The Wellingtonia of West Park, Bedfordshire, is believed to be the oldest surviving Christmas tree in Britain. It is a giant redwood planted in the estate by Thomas de Grey, and it was brought into the mansion each year for use in the family's Christmas celebrations. Huh. In what year was it planted? 1826, 1856. Or 1886. Well, considering I flubbed the last one, Josh, do you want to? <laughs> I'm just going to say the middle one. I have no idea. And I, I couldn't pick up any clues in his uh, Yeah, uh, in, I mean, in, or, yeah. In, in his question. I'm going to go with the, with, with the uh, 1886. 1886. Okay. Jo- uh, Jeff, are you, you conferring or are you challenging that? Are you going to go with that um, one? Yeah, I'll go with Josh. 1886. All right. Lock your answers in. Hit the red button there, Josh, or whatever, whatever it was you had to do on that show. It was the red button. You uh, had that flick a switch. Yeah. Flick a switch. Yeah. The correct answer is 1856. Okay. Hmm. So got that one wrong, unfortunately. There is okay. no way. I, it was 50 50, no matter yeah. what. So, yeah. Number five. Good How push. many. Christmas trees are trimmed and visible in the Alpine room scene when Bond Ooh. first meets Blofeld's Angels of Death 
for pre-dinner drinks. Now, in a previous oh. holiday special, we remember talking about this as the first scene that Lazenby shot in the film as James Bond coming up the steps and meeting the girls, mm. right? So how many Christmas trees are trimmed and visible in the Alpine room scene when Bond first meets the girls? Zero, one, or two? I want to say two. Me too. It's a big room. Okay. You both locked in with two. Yes. The answer is zero. There are no Christmas trees decorated and visible How in the Alpine room. When it's, Bond it, it's in Blofeld's, it's in Blofeld's uh, study where the Christmas tree is. That's right. Uh, okay. Number six. Sticking with trees uh, here, remember? We're still on license to trim. Three more in this round. <laughs> in For Your Eyes Only, how does Bond use the forest to dispatch of the first motorcycle pursuer in the ski chase? Oh. Uh, he, Josh, help me out here, but I'm pretty sure he uses it as a clothesline. Or does he swing back a branch? I think, it, I think he uses it as like a clothesline, doesn't he? He uses a ski pole. Mm-hmm. Because he puts it between the trees. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's a close line. Okay. So, yeah. We'll, okay. So, we'll say that he uses a ski pole between two trees as a close line. Yes. That is exactly what I have written here. He lodges his ski pole between two trees in the woods and clotheslines the driver. So, yes. Bonus point for, well, not really. I'm not giving you a bonus point, but well done for you. actually using words in my answer as well and, and not diverging too far. Yeah, good work. Oh, wait, I just marked that one red. Sorry, I was getting into the habit of marking red. I actually need to mark this one. Oh, wow. Did you hear that? That was my word. Spiting words. That built on the score going there. Okay, number seven. Number seven. In Ontario, Canada, and who better place to answer this than you two, the Christmas tree market is dominated by two species of tree, white spruce and this other which Connery's Bond would likely be proud of. I was going to say Douglas Fir, but... <laughs> Douglas is a Scottish name. Yeah. Uh, I say Douglas Fir. Yeah, me too. The answer is Scott's Pine. Oh! <laughs> I never heard of that type of tree before, so... You've never heard so of Scott's bullshit. Pine? No, I, no. Uh, I personally no, but I believe oh, you. Man, okay, right. No well, offense, because I know it's. A, I guess it's it's the uh, it's the second yeah. most sold species of tree in Ontario, Canada, for Christmas. Oh wow! We don't buy Christmas. We don't cut down Christmas trees. We, we have our <laughs> we have our artificial trees for so long, right? So yeah. Well, okay, okay yeah, but, well, no, but there are, okay, there okay, are that's, Christmas tree farms. But yes, I mean yes. There's still yes, but, there's but actually I, a lot of them. I, there are Christmas tree farms, yeah, but I don't pay attention to what those farms are. You know, like I just, yeah. All right. If well, you did, you would get this question right. Exactly. Right. Us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a good question. Good question. Doesn't seem yeah. to be. No one, uh, everybody yelling at me here. No, right, number eight. Eight. I'm not yelling I'm at you. Here we go. All right. Fuck you too. Listen to this one. In the world is not enough ski chase. So I'm talking okay. about a ski chase here. In the world yeah. is not enough ski chase. Bond yep. uses the cover of forest to help deal mm. with those four para snowmobilers oh, that are set upon things. he. Yeah. And Parahawks. Parahawks. Yeah, thank you, Parahawks. Sure, Parahawks. yes. How many of the four Parahawks fall victim to trees? Is it one, two, or three Parahawks? 
There's the one guy that gets caught in a tree in the, in the trees, and, and there's the other one that I think explodes into into a tree or something like that. So I would say there's two. Sorry, what was the number of the Parahawks Four. again? Four. I want to say, uh, okay, yeah, I was going to say three because I, I feel like three of them did, and then there was one that got away, and then they, they dispatched them a different way. Because one, one was blown up in midair, another yeah. one crashed, and another one did hit, get caught into a tree or, oh. or something. Um, I'll, I'll say two because okay, yeah. one could be a tangle and okay. one could be a, tr- a crash into a tree. So Okay, I'll say two. Right. I'll say I'll agree with that. Your answer is correct, too. Yeah. Yes. All right. So in that round, you got 50%, four of eight correctly answered. So now we're going back to quiz questions 16 to 30. This round is entitled Quizdom of Solas. Off of which peninsula is Blofeld's oil rig located in Diamonds Are Forever? Uh, Peninsula? Well, is Florida the state considered a peninsula? Oh, I got it. Yeah. I can't do the guy's voice very well, but Baja. (laughs) Oh, the Baja. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay, remember Baja Willard Peninsula. White? Baja. I don't have anything in Baja. <laughs> oh yeah, good. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. The answer then you're going with is the Baja Peninsula. Yes, sir. Correct. That is the correct answer. Yes. Next up, this comedic actor, who starred in Home Alone, died in Mexico. Oh. Um... What? Is it John? Is it, no, John Hurt? Or is it John Candy? I don't, I don't know where John Candy died specifically. I know both John Hurt and John Candy are, are passed away, though. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. I'm going to say. Da- Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are well alive. I know that. Well, yeah. I yeah okay i don't know say... who the, i don't know who the old man was i don't know if he was a comedic actor yeah, in know. his past i i, I can't well if i'm gonna say comedic i'm gonna say john candy then but, i I'm mean john go... hurt's funny but i'm gonna say john I, can, candy. I can see john candy passing away on a trip in mexico maybe i don't know i'll go with john candy i remember when he did i was i did i don't even think john hurt is in home alone is he yeah he's yeah, the he's, dad he's the dad he's actually the dad Oh, that John Hurt. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, not not not, not the 1984 one. Nineteen eighty four, John Hurt. Yeah, right. no, 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 no. Heard, heard, heard. Sorry, sorry. I said yeah. Hurt. I meant okay, John Hurt. Okay. Like, yeah, right. like gotcha, Hurt gotcha. like uh, like Amber Heard spelled like this. And, and, and he wasn't a comedic actor, really. He was kind of like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember seeing him in any comedies. Like I remember John Hurt in Home Alone. He was a dad because yeah. I remember watching The Sopranos because he plays the. Yeah, cop, he was in that. Yeah, right? he was. The, yeah, he was. A, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so let's say John Candy because he was definitely a comedic actor. And he was definitely in Home Alone. And he also yeah. definitely died in Mexico. He oh, John Candy. Yeah. I'll, yes. I have something okay. to say about that. And this ties. Anyways, go ahead. Yep. So that's correct. All right. No, 
Number 18 now, and although it's okay. not number 18 out of 100, it's number 18 out of our original 60, remember? We're just bringing in these thematic mm-hmm. rounds mm-hmm. as and when. So, what city hosted the world premiere of Thunderball? What, uh, sorry, what city? Mm-hmm. What city hosted the world premiere of Thunderball? NASA? Uh, I mean, I was thinking something like that, yeah. Well, uh, let's say NASA. Nasa. Well, you're both incorrect. The answer is Tokyo. Oh, remember, it was a marketing ploy because they wanted to go there next. Oh, oh, that makes sense. We talked about that oh, on yeah. our episode I mean, for your own yeah, little right, yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the next question has to do with Japan. Based okay, on good. the percentage of Christians in Japan, how many in that country might you predict would celebrate the religious festival of Christmas? Is it 1.5% of the population, 5% of the population, or 8.5% of the population? Which of those population percentages might you expect to celebrate Christmas based on their religious identification? I say 5%. Yeah, I'll go with 5%. Well, this one surprised me, guys. The answer is 1.5% of the population of Japan. Most of them, I guess, are, is it Buddhist? Mm -hmm. So, number 20. In what body of water? Does James Bond experience his own funeral? That would be the uh, North China Sea, because he was dumped into into Hong Kong. Right. Would it be Kowloon Bay? Uh, that's actually not a. Um, yeah, let's say that. Let's because he that. was assassinated in Hong Kong, and okay, then Hong he Kong. was, and then they had the funeral out like out in the bay right so mm-hmm. i think kowloon mm-hmm. bay might be a good answer yeah i'll go okay. with that i'll go with right that, yeah well it's not uh technically it could be i i'm i'm going to accept what you said there because the answer is hong kong harbor okay I mean, i'm just going to go with hong kong, hong kong harbor, harbor. So okay i'll give yeah. you that one because you might be okay. right it might have been a specific part of hong kong harbor but we'll just go with hong kong harbor you happy with that okay sure right so good you got that one um now then sticking with hong kong just because uh mm-hmm. hang on now sure. it's gotta mark mm-hmm. that one correct for you i don't want to lose track of the score okay in hong kong Winterfest is held each year in what part of the city is it east kowloon park happy valley Racecourse, or ocean park in which of those public spaces is hong kong's Winterfest held each year east kowloon Happy Valley Race Course or Ocean Park? I want to say the race course. Yeah. I, I know you're really, guessing. It, it, you're it, guessing. Doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So I'll go with race course too. Well, it's East Kowloon Park. How okay. dare you? East Kowloon Park. Number 22. Rosa so Kleb has a poison-tipped blade in which of her shoes? Left or right? I would say right. Because she's probably right-handed. It's it's right. It's it's her right foot. That is correct. Right. How in keeping with poison? How frequent is food poisoning during Christmas? One in five people, one in six people, or one in seven people? I'd say one in five. One in five. 
One and five is correct. Ooh, maybe we'll have a little run going here now. Two and two right in a row, guys. Maybe a little run coming. Number 24. In what London location do Bond and Q first meet in Skyfall before that famous Turner painting? Is it in the British Museum, the Museum of Natural History, or the National Gallery? National Gallery. National Gallery, I believe. That is correct. Well done. Number 25. The National Gallery is located in Trafalgar Square. Each year, a Christmas tree is gifted for presentation here by which country? And for what purpose? Norway. Uh, for, for, wait, Trafalgar Well, okay, if they gift a Christmas tree to Trafalgar mm -hmm. Square... Gifts from Spain for freeing them from Napoleon that's, for the battle. Yeah, of maybe, maybe uh, that's because then I'm like, wait, it must have to relate to something about Trafalgar Square. I mean, I guess. Well, not necessarily. That's just a famous square in London where the Christmas I guess. tree is. I don't know because I'm thinking like, what's famous famous country for Christmas trees? It's like Norway and stuff like that. But I'll let you guys talk about it for another moment or so. I mean, well, well, I mean, there's we we clearly don't know what it is. So therefore, no. we have to like guess. So we don't really have any, uh, in, you, you know, like. Uh, Are you okay with uh, Norway, Josh? <laughs> yeah, Norway has trees, so it makes sense to me. Well, they also have reindeer, and like you know, this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that's. Anyways, I'm yeah, going it, festive, it, and I'm going Norway. Norway sounds good to me. Norway, the highway. It's Norway for me. Well, <laughs> Norway, highway. <laughs> well, the highway is good to you today because the answer is Norway. Yes. Okay. Nice. And good one, Jeff. Now, Jeff, we got to know why did Norway and why does Norway perennially gift London or in the UK a Christmas tree for each of its annual presentations? Okay, I think I know why. I think I know why. Okay, uh, Josh, if you think you know. I think it's because the bat it's because of the Battle of the North Atlantic. That's I think it's I think it goes to World War II and protecting North too. because uh, Sweden was taken over by the Nazis, but Sweden Norway was considered an Axis power, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. But Norway was not. No, they were not. And, uh, that's and, exactly what I was gonna say, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, you're both correct. That is correct. It is to thank the United Kingdom for its help in World War II. And since nineteen forty seven, Norway has presented a Christmas tree. Uh, fun fact, fun fact, guys. Similar story uh, that has a little Christmas tree tradition in Boston Common. You may know the very famous Boston Common Christmas tree is gifted each year from Halifax, Nova Scotia. But why oh. is that? Maritime neighbors? I don't know. I was going to say it had to do with rum running. They're like, it's our no, apology no. For, uh, for running booze to the east coast of <laughs> Eastern Seaboard. I don't Maybe know. because of the War of 1812, because Halifax would have been with British North America and mm. Boston with the United States. It could be a kind of a peace treaty thing for the armistice. What no, was it? it the, tr the Treaty of Utrecht? I think it, was, it has think to it was, do with the Halifax it, explosion. The Halifax oh, explosion. Really? And Boston came to its support with uh, oh, ships and resources wow, during the, wow, during the yeah, ammunition explosion. Uh, <laughs> All right. That's, uh, I mean, I, that's an interesting, that's a, that's a cool little fact. I, uh, I'm cool. embarrassed. I didn't know I remember cool. doing a presentation. I, uh, I did a school assembly on that for the kids here in Scotland. I don't know why I was asked to do, to talk at like some Christmas assembly and I had nothing else to share except for, for stories of 
you know, be nice to each other and mm. that type of stuff. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Number 26. How many alligator leather trunks are needed to transport little Nelly in You Only Live Twice? Uh, is there a multiple choice or just a straight answer? I'll, gi- I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you multiple choice. I mean, if you remember the scene, it's like a montage actually coming in, but I'll give you a multiple choice if you want. Three, four, or five. I'm going with three. Three. That's what I was going to say. Four just seems excessive. Well, four uh, is like like I, I, I can see one big box, yeah. and then I can see like one or two opening up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'll say three. I want to say three. Well, the answer is four. Four oh, boxes. No. Okay. Yeah, no. Nope. Four trunks. No. No, <laughs> Number <kidding>. twenty-seven. <laughs> Speaking of fours, what did your true love send to you on the fourth day of Christmas? In the eponymous song. Oh man. Four calling birds. Oh yeah, I'm four calling birds. That is good job. correct. Good yes, job. Yeah, I would I... also I would also have accepted four collie birds because uh, in huh? kind of more archaic versions of the tune, it's collie birds. I'd accepted that. Oh one really? Well. Yeah. Okay. Number twenty eight. Um, Josh needs bonus points because he didn't actually sing the song out loud. He just mm, did it internally, did. which is he nailed impressive. it in my in my head. In my, I just remembered like one of the most significant lines of the of, of, in my mind. I, 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 in, in my mind though, because I went back like or somehow unlocked my memory, and the best way to do that was in my head. I went five golden rings. Yeah, four calling. That's exactly. Oh, uh, smart. Did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I was doing it in my head with the the smooth song stylings of the McKenzie brothers. Yeah, with the beers. <laughs> yeah, and a beer. Yeah, and a beer. <laughs> All right, number 28. Very, very well done. In what film, in what Bond film, is plastic explosive disguised as dentonite toothpaste? Oh, I know. Okay. I can't. Take a bite out of this one, Josh. <laughs> Clean your teeth afterwards. Yeah. Go ahead. Actually, wait, wait. I'm trying to think now. Oh, he's not it's... so sure now. He's talked himself out of it. Uh, toothpaste. Oh. Oh, I remember um, now. I remember now. Okay. What is it? I can't, I can't remember. It's License to Kill. It is License to Kill. Well done. Number 29. License to Kill was released in 189, 1989. <laughs> yes. What was the number one song on the charts at Christmas of that year? Oh. Uh, is there a multiple choice? Oh, no. <sighs> because we have had this song Eight, on the nine. show before. We've yeah. talked about this song at Bond Christmas parties before. Uh, How did that's... Rita Coolidge get that high up the chart in 1989? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she didn't. She deserved to be. She was snubbed. I tell you, snubbed. Mm. 1989. <laughs> uh, I'm drawing would, a blank right Would now. it be a Christmas song? It would be a Christmas song, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to... Paul McCartney? That was 79. I'll oh, give you that. Yeah. Hint. I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, Wham, I don't think it was around. This, no, that, that was, they did their song way before that. It was a bit earlier. It was a bit earlier. But that's all I'm saying. Wasn't the one by the yeah, Pogues? Yeah. Wasn't so, the one, one by the Pogues? What was it? Or I'm trying to think. Maybe, no, it's not Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Okay. Um, give me an answer, please. 
Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of one. To be honest with you, I just I'm just drawing a blank here. Well, I'm disappointed, my friend, because you are on record in our Bond by Numbers holiday special number one as, ta- as saying that this is your favorite Christmas song. What you mean the the Do They Know It's Christmas? That's correct. Oh well, okay. I mean, because it that came out in 1984. That's why I was like, it's not. Okay. It doesn't mean it won't be at the top of the charts. No, okay, time, fine, though. fine. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. If that—that's the only reason I didn't choose it because <laughs> okay, I was—I right. was going to say that. But okay, it's fine. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It is my favorite Christmas song. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it still is. It will always be. Okay. Well, I haven't released mine yet. <laughs> oh, it's true. You're it's right. rum in there yet for me to get in on your list. Okay, number thirty. Final question in this round: the Befana Regatta is a boat race that marks the end of Christmas in this European city, which also played host to Drax's laboratory in Moonraker. Oh, Venice. Oh, okay. The Befana Regatta. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I will agree with Joshua on this one. That is a correct. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's correct. So in that round, guys... Of eight questions. No, I'm sorry, of 15. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten correct, and five incorrect. So we're trending in the right direction. Quick break for uh, coffee, bathroom? Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Just before we start the next round, I would like okay. to issue uh, a pseudo apology here to mm. Jeff after taking oh. him to task just a few moments ago about the oh. Band Aids number one, I the Band Aids number one Christmas hit. Excuse me, one moment, please. <laughs> let let teacher speak. Let teacher okay. speak. Yes, uh-huh. sir. <laughs> um, I was indeed correct that that song was number one in December of nineteen eighty nine when License to Kill you. was released. However, it was the other recording by Band-Aid 2. Same song, different recording. Oh, but it was the one from Live Aid. That's right. So, okay, uh, so the I one in the summer do. of yeah. 85. Correct, correct. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So the fact I think that Jeff Kahn that so well, we'll just give him the I know. full point. I well, in, in the spirit of clemency, what? in the spirit of clemency, what, what I'm going oh, to do, okay. I'm going to offer you an opportunity to get that mark back because I don't think it would be fair to dingy you no, so here's another question coming at you, which I just generated okay. from my little computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 1989 Christmas music remains the theme. Very well. Which of the following... <laughs> Pardon me. Okay. Which of the following groups had a popular Christmas album in December of 1989? Was it Toto? Was it New Kids on the Block? Was it Boys to Men? New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block is correct. So I will give you the point that I stole from you. 
Yay. I'll just go back and correct I was going to hang tough on that answer no matter what. <laughs> mm. Hanging <laughs> tough. <laughs> good work. Nice. Good work. Okay. So that then brings your score uh, to that's uh, crazy. 11. 11 yeah, out of 15. I remember that Christmas album. I think what was their what was the big song on that one that was that they played? I don't remember the Christmas song. I remember the album "Hanging Tough" because I had that. Yeah. Okay, Christmas guys. Song. Crazy to think that you know, Donnie Wahlberg was a new kid on the block, and then what? Like eleven years later, he was in Band mm-hmm. of Brothers. That's wild. <laughs> oh, and, and before that, though, he was also in. Um, and he's a better you know, actor than Mark. Friends. Hot take. Yeah, but that's yeah. my opinion. All right, back to the Christmas special. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, our second of three thematic rounds. Back by popular demand, it is Fleming or Dickens, The Literary Daylight. The Literary Daylight. This was a good one. This was a good one. I'm I'm glad we brought that back. Now, I'm I'm going to share with you eight quotations. In each case, the quotation comes from either Dickens' famous Christmas yarn, A Christmas Carol, or Casino Royale. And I have specified Casino Royale because it is, of course, the 70th anniversary of that text that started right, off the bondom right. that we all enjoy. So each of these questions is worth two marks, two points. Okay. These, this is one of the rounds where you each have to oh, give okay. me four answers, but it is a 50, okay. 50 guess. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So number one, Dickens or Fleming from a Christmas Carol or Casino Royale. The fireplace was an old one, built by some Dutch merchant long ago, and paved all round with quaint Dutch tiles, designed to illustrate the scriptures. End quote. Fleming. No, yeah, Fleming, sorry. So who's answering this one? I need four from each of you. Uh, I'll take this I'll, one. Okay. <laughs> That was a bit of a cock up, but okay. Uh, we'll give you that for the first round. Who, this is Jeff's answer, and your answer is? Uh, um, Fleming. Fleming. That is incorrect. It is Charles Dickens describing Scrooge's you. mantle just before Jacob Marley arrives. Number two. Marley and Marley. <laughs> Number two. There was an earthy savor in the air, a chilly bareness in the place which associated itself somehow with too much getting up by candlelight and not too much to eat. End quote. Who's going to take this one? Yeah, I know what I would say, but Josh, if you want to take this one, go ahead. Dickens. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. Dickens is correct. Josh, Mm -hmm. well done. So you are one and one now. Suck. Number three. (laughs) Number three. Even the small town managed to fix welcome smiles across their ravaged faces, and the main street became gay with the vitrines of great jewelers and lavish promises. End quote. Dickens. Who's going to, who's going to take this one? I can take yeah. this if you want, Jeff. Up to you. Sure, sure. Yeah. Dickens. I was also going to say that, just, uh, but if the answer is wrong, then I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> of course you weren't. <laughs> The answer is wrong. That's from Casino Royale. 
Yeah, okay. like I said, I said it was funny. That has to be in the village in the last part of the book where Vesper dies, I'm guessing. It's towards the beginning. Okay. Wow. Number four. There was an eager, greedy, restless motion in the eye, which showed the passion that had taken root and where the shadow of the growing tree would fall. End quote. So Josh has had two. Jeff's had one. I'll go Fleming. I'm going to go with Dickens. But if so, you want to take this one, Jeff, up to you. Do you want to argue it out? And I don't care who goes. Just I just think the word tree is a giveaway. That's all. Yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, that, actually, I was humming and hawing over that. So I'll... Um, so Josh takes this one? I'm going to branch out and say um, <laughs> um, uh, Dickens here. So you're he giving this one off. to Josh. That's yeah. Josh's answer. So he'll have done three now. Okay. Yep. Dickens is the correct answer for that one. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five. So Josh okay. has one more to go. Jeff has to yeah. answer three more. Yeah. On the morning of the third day, a bloody nightmare shook him awake, trembling and sweating. End quote. Uh, I'm going to say that's Dickens. Yeah, me too. So that's that will be for... my answer. But Dickens. watch it not be. That yeah, is from... I mean, that's that's how it usually works with me. <laughs> that is from Casino Royale. You suck. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, three more to go. I'm trying um, to see. Like, getting, I read, I read Dickens, I read Fleming, and I'm trying to see the difference in their writing styles because it has to do with like 50 years or more between them. But for some reason, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. Number six, there was nothing very cheerful in the climate or the town, and yet was there an air of cheerfulness abroad that the clearest summer air and brightest summer sun might have endeavored to diffuse in vain? End quote. Well, I would say that sounds like Fleming because they're talking about summer. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's my guess. I'll, we'll use another one of my wonderful answers. I'm going to say uh, this is Fleming. <laughs> that is incorrect. That's Dickens. Shut your butt. <laughs> it, I hate really, you. it really is. Yeah, that's Dickens, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is from the Ghost of Christmas present, who takes Scrooge on a little tour of London, where he just sees oh, people doing yeah, regular things in the morning and yeah, getting on with their Christmas. So, oh, I just got a telegram, Scott. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. from a big fan of yours who's been enjoying this. This series of questions right now. Okay, who's that? Who's it? it it's signed by the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> right, he's a good buddy. Is yeah, that Peter punctuation? Hmm. All right, next up, number seven. Don't get mad at me. Don't you know? Don't get mad at me. Too late. Fifty-fifty the whole way. You know. <laughs> how am I mad at you? I just refer to you as, as an accolade of the Marquis de Sade. I don't know how that's an insult. How's, how's, how's that disparaging? Can you number hear that? seven. You're tearing up your Christmas tree. Okay, <laughs> number seven. Now, uh, unfortunately, boys. You have one left each. Okay. Down in the west, the setting sun had left a streak of fiery red, which glared upon the desolation for an instant, like a sullen eye. End quote. Well, I mean, I mean, I was going to say Dickens because I thought it was Fleming. So, <laughs> so now you're going to go with what you don't think is right. Okay, yeah. that's an interesting strategy. Do you want to play that one? You got a coin to toss. If you're going for a reverse psychology angle, it's not going to work, but you know, it, it, it could in terms of fate, I suppose, and the cosmic balance of things. <laughs> cosmic balance, my ass. Um, 
Who's going to yeah. do it? Jeff, you want Dickens? Yeah. Okay. You're correct. That is Dickens. All right. Good for you. <laughs> so, cosmic balance, fate. No, it is total reverse psychology. Train yourselves out of whatever you're thinking, and then you're probably right. That was, that's um, awesome. Number eight. Josh, this one has to go to you. Quote, he walked along the water line on the hard golden sand until he was out of sight of the inn. End quote. Golden sand. Eh? Casino Royale. Correct. Yeah. That is correct. So we finished strong there, guys. Um, I know we stumbled to the to the block, but you needed those in order to pass that. You had four correct and four incorrect, which means you get eight marks for that round. Woo! Us. But 16 were available, so... Hmm. Shut up. And doing a little score check now, uh, we have eight plus, let's see, 22. We're at 30 so far. 30 points so far. Out of 100. Out of how many? <laughs> Out of 100. Out of 100. That's well, correct. Shit. Okay. So uh, I can already tell you if you want what you've we're lost, third, but I think we can third. finish that. No. No, no, no we'll no. do that at the end. There we go. Here comes question 31. This round of 15 is called You Will Only Live Thrice. Get it? Oh, Three okay. rounds, okay. You Will yeah. Only Live Thrice. You will log. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I'll just pause. Is there an Nancy for... Sinatra version of that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll just, I'm pausing for applause, but I don't hear any. Figured You're going to have to be waiting a while for that then. I know, I know. I'm clapping, clapping. <laughs> you, you mofos. I'm clapping. All right, number 31. You can't hear me clapping. <laughs> no. Who played money penny in the living daylights now remember you're back to confirm i know okay yes yes little boy with your hand up front yes who's it? who was it caroline bliss caroline bliss is correct yes indeed uh, i didn't know her. i forgot her name speaking of sweet caroline the singer <laughs> neil diamond didn't cash in on the christmas album trend until a little bit later in his career when Thank was God. his first christmas album released was it 1986 1992 or 1998 i'm happy to, i'm happy to advise that i have no idea because i can't stand him um but i will guess um i'm gonna say 1986 86, i'm gonna say 1992 okay josh is 92 he jumped in there pretty firmly too uh jeff's at 86 though you want to talk this one out well, uh, if you want to, I'll give you I'll well, give you eighty six because that would have been at least ten years after his career started. Oh well, he he was like I think he started sort of in the mid to late sixties because he he's almost eighty now, so that's why I figured like and a lot a lot. Well, okay, whatever. That's just my how if I he started twenty years before it? this twenty twenty years before then, so. 86 makes more sense. Uh, but that's I'm that's my rationalization but you know I wasn't not... aware of how how old he started like uh, what year he started I thought it was in the 70s I... but if you say it was late 60s then I... that puts a couple of years on it so so 86 makes more sense. Okay. Well, the answer is 1992. Uh... Yeah, sweet Caroline. Okay. Sorry, sweet Josh. Caroline. Sorry. Number 33, Helga Brandt from You Only Live Twice is a Spectre agent. But what mm. number does she go by? Is it number three, 
number seven or number 11? Ooh. Number 11. Oh, very confident. Jumped right in there. Jeff, are you happy for him to take it? Mm, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Josh on this one. Number 11 is correct. Yay. Nice. Good job. Keeping with that number, what gifts were given on the 11th day of Christmas in the famous song? Most um, of us never reach this length in the song before we get tired of it. I know. Texas socks. Nine ties. Okay, an answer, is please. It, is it ten geese a laying? Ten oh, geese a laying. Ten geese. Oh, maybe. Well, it's eleven. Yeah, I'm okay. looking for. Oh, eleven. Ten you geese a laying. It is eleven. I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think of it. Josh, what? No, I don't uh, say geese. Eleven geese a laying. I don't know. Or I'm not. If you have a better answer, go. For I it. don't have a better answer because okay. no, I don't know it. I think yeah. we don't know it. So well, the answer is eleven pipers piping. Ah, oh, eleven pipers piping. Yeah, you're right. The frustrating part was that was the one I was. That was one of the ones I said in my head. Oh, Number yeah. thirty-five. I'll, let's forget about that one. Then let's forget about that one. Number thirty-five. At which yeah. club do Professor Dent and Plydell Smith play cards in Doctor No? Is it the King's Club? Is it the Queen's Club? Or is it the Knaves Club? It's the Queen's Club. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. The answer is the Queen's Club. Makes sense because the monarch was uh, was female at yeah. the time. So incorrect. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll go for that. Number 36. Speaking of queens, two Christmas mm -hmm. tree decorations, a wax doll, and a baby inside a crib, once belonging to Queen Victoria went under the auction hammer this month at Hanson's Auctioneers here in the UK. How much did these Christmas decorations belonging to Victoria fetch? Was it just over 900 pounds, just over 1,100 pounds, or just over 1,400 pounds? Let's say 1,400. It seems like it would be something that would be I was, expensive. I, I was thinking substantially more. Yes. I was thinking like like six digits or five digits. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the answer is just over fourteen hundred. So you got the question yeah. correct. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We went for the most expensive one, which makes All sense. Right. But it makes sense, though. I mean, yeah. Well, let's see if this makes sense to you. Number thirty-seven. Not much does, but let's go. What is the first gadget ever given to James Bond by Q? Oh, uh, wasn't it the the watch? Are we talking about like 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 even Desmond Llewellyn Q? Yeah, oh uh, yeah. In the movies, well, right? Yeah, movies, Desmond right? Llewellyn Q. Yes. Oh well, one hundred one hundred percent. It's the briefcase. From oh, the brief. Love. Oh, that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, right. The briefcase yeah. with the um, is well, it the sovereigns or sorry the coins, right? It, well, not a briefcase. It's like a suitcase, really. Attaché case. Attaché case. Yeah. And that's correct. Yes. Number thirty-eight. Which character has a Muffy tattoo? Which character from the Bond films has a tattoo that reads Muffy? Oh, uh, I forget his last name, but um, it's not uh, Mr. Kidd and Mr. Linton. No, it's uh, what's his name? He's like the the he's like the Felix Leiter replacement in the Brosnan uh, films. Uh, 
Oh, um, the, 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 the guy was it's Joe Don Baker's character, the guy from like Living Daylights. He was the villain. Oh, in that. And then, yeah. What's his name? Jack. It's oh. it's Jack. It's Jack something. It's it's. Yeah. Jack I'll something. I'll give you the answer. Yes, I'll give you the yeah. point. It's Jack Wade. 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 That's Wade. A, yes. A character who, for my my money, I would like to have seen more done with because he was given Correct. some pretty silly silly things to do, and unfortunately, Brosnan never had a good wingman, did he? Not really, except for Wei Lin. But well, yes, but I mean, he was in three films. Jack Wade wasn't. Well, he? what about Common Salmon's character? Well, that's true. That's oh, a good yeah. point. Yeah, he was all right, that's but he, a wingman. I don't know. You ever met him in the field? You know. Well, once or twice. I mean, he was in world because he was in all. He was in all. Was he in all four of the uh, Brosnan films? Perhaps, yeah. Or was anyway. he in three? I can't remember. <clears throat> Fact check that one for us later. That's not part of our holiday special, but this one is number 39. <laughs> How tall was Jaws actor Richard Keel? Six foot ten, seven foot two, seven foot four. Seven foot two, I'm guessing. Yeah, I want to say seven foot two. Seven foot two is correct yeah, so you yeah. guys are now moving four in a five in a row you're in good nick number 40 this is speaking, MBJ and we'd be on fire go ahead boom shakalaka speaking yep. of height <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, i wonder how many people listening will i got that reference to the old nba jam game anyway yeah, speaking of height how tall is this year's norway spruce christmas tree featured in rockefeller center is oh, it? It's not in Trafalgar Square. Sorry, not this one. The Norway spruce tree in <laughs> Rockefeller Center. Yes. Is it yes. seventy feet, seventy-five feet, or eighty feet high? I'm going to say seventy-five. Seventy-five. Yeah, they didn't mention that in Hawkeye, did they? I don't know because it's near. Uh, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, seventy-five. We'll go with that. Seventy-five is incorrect. The answer Yo. is eighty feet. Lovely. Missed it by five feet. You did. You really did. Number 41. What is the make of the car that on a top races Bond following the title sequence of GoldenEye? What's oh. the make of the car that on a top races Bond in following the title sequence uh, of GoldenEye? It's a Ferrari, isn't it? I thought it was a Ferrari. Is that your answer? Yeah. Sure. Ferrari is correct. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Nice. Right on. Number 42. In which of the following Christmas sounding films did Famke Janssen also star post Goldeneye? Jack Frost, The Gingerbread Man, Santa with Muscles. Jack Frost. Sure. The answer is The Gingerbread Man. Right. Of course it is, because I chose the other one. <laughs> Wasn't that like a John Grisham movie with like Yeah, Kenneth it was Brennan? absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I kind of I, I thought maybe you'd have a shot with that one. I said Christmas sounding no. films, and knowing that yeah, you came I know, from yeah, star, I was like sounding, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just, I just never seen any of those films, so I was just guessing. No. yeah. But yeah, I just no, would have no, thought, no. but you did know no, that Red Man was a spy movie, and she was in the Bond film, so I kind of oh, thought maybe you. I've actually never followed the bridge. Film, yeah. that, great question, though. Number forty-three in Diamonds Are Forever. What is Klaus Hergensheimer in charge of? checking at ww tektronics is it the radiation shields is it the gyroscope or is it the battery charge klaus hergensheimer is checking which of those things at willard white tektronics radiation okay, so shields gyroscope battery charge 
radiation shields. Yeah, I'll go. That makes sense to me. Radiation shields is correct. Yeah. Well done. Mm -hmm. Number 44. How much would you pay this Christmas to purchase the gift of Amazon.com's top recommended handheld Geiger counter? So this Christmas, okay. 2023, how much is Amazon's top recommended handheld Geiger counter? $69.99, $84.99, or $95.99? $95.99. Sure. I was going to say the second one. I'll go if you the, if you want to go for that, I'm going 50-50 on this, Jeff. So if you're going for that, go yeah, for that. I'll go for the. What was it? Eighty. What was the second? Eighty-four ninety-nine. Eighty-four. I'm going to go eighty-four ninety-nine just to be different. Okay. Sure. Well, <laughs> you both you both should have been more different because the answer is sixty-nine ninety-nine. Okay. I don't know how how much Geiger counters go for. <laughs> Neither do I. Somewhat expensive. I'm happy. I'm okay with not knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you oh, do know. Knows. You can get one for sixty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> number 45 there's a glowing error in my math i chose the wrong one okay. number 40 actually we're gonna we're gonna pause here because the next question is connected to the question that follows it up so okay oh, so okay. what i'm gonna do is cut us at 44 and introduce our third and final thematic round okay. and then we'll come back for question 45 mm -hmm. okay all right So here's our final of three thematic rounds, gentlemen. And it is called From Prussia with Grub. So European Ooh. Christmas foods. Okay. Oh, yum. And I, I would I would just like to say nice. at the outset, I understand the provinces of Prussia were quite fluid and changed a lot over the years and with yes. the unification Very of true. Germany and all of that Very stuff. true. So can we please, before we get all the hate mail about not knowing our geography, can we please just appreciate that this is a European Christmas food sort of thing? Okay. I, I, I Thank agree you. with that. But I, I have stuck to Prussian provinces that. historically. That's good. At least as they exist in the world today. Is there anything from Frankenstein? <laughs> no, there's not. No. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious as well. I don't have okay. any of that. How dare you? No, because what I've used is all the modern countries. Oh, okay. Right, okay. but uh, you know, Russia, Prussia, come on, you know, I had to play on that. So, <laughs> so did they just spell the country wrong? No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. Now, boys, <laughs> listen, I want you to concentrate here. You each have four questions to give, and each question is worth two marks. So it's a chance here. Oh no, it's a chance. Okay, you each have to answer four. <laughs> okay, number okay. one. I'm number excited. one. I'm excited here. Vanaka, Vanaka is a sweet bread. Similar to brioche, baked with Ooh. almonds and dried fruits. Oh, it originates great. from which modern European country? The Czech Republic, Germany, or Lithuania? Vanaka. I would say Lithuania because uh, of uh, the region, like regionally speaking, where uh, it's very close, like Prussia is close to that area. Yeah, I'm I, 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 I'm agreeing with that. So who's taking the answer? Who do I write down here as answering this? Can one? I can I take that one, Josh? Is that okay? Knock it out. Okay. okay. I'm so going you're going to go um, with Lithuania. That's correct, sir. Okay. The answer to the question is the Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Okay. I, but man, if this was a math exam, I would have got half points because you would have. Um, yes, absolutely. But you know, these countries are all really sense. close to each other. No, as well, you're right there. They no, no, they are. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like you can drive, you you can drive to Toronto in four hours. You can drive and you can from the Czech Republic Europe. to Estonia in four hours, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, please like, don't fact check that. Please that. don't fact check. But yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, don't fact. <laughs> that's right. Number two, Linzer <laughs> cookies are jam-filled almond shortbread cookies, which mm. hail from which modern nation? Poland, Austria, Slovenia. Can, can you Linzer name cookies. the cookie again, please? Linzer. Yes. Linzer, L-I-N-Z-E-R. But again, this is the English pronunciation, right? Linzer. Okay. Mm. Poland, Austria, Slovenia. And well, what's in it again? Sorry. Linzer. No, no, but sorry, what's in the cookie? Like, Oh, I'm sorry. Jam-filled almond shortbread. Damn, that sounds good. And what are the options? Poland, uh, um, Austria, Austria Slovenia. Slovenia, and Poland? Uh, Slovenia, maybe. I'm going to say Austria. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll answer for Austria. Yeah. Okay. Josh is answering for Austria. Yes. Austria is correct. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Okay. Number three. Garestate Castanien. Garestate oh, Castanien. <laughs> and I know I've got that pronunciation right because I listened Castanier. to it. Castanien. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Garestate Castanien are available from carts, markets, and street vendors at Christmas time across German-speaking parts of Europe. By what name are these snacks better known in English? Garestate castanien. Marshmallows, marshmallow snowballs, roasted chestnuts, hazelnut pralines. I'm going to say roasted chestnuts. Okay. You're going to say roasted chestnuts. Jeff's answer. So Jeff has given two answers now and roasted chestnuts is correct. Well done, sir. Well, that's the Italian way of saying chestnut is castanien. Mm. Number four, this country loves tiramisu almost as much mm. as Italy. For Christmas, however, they use pears and chocolate in the popular coffee dessert. Oh, yum. What nation favors paramisu? Paramisu. <laughs> Is it Switzerland, Belgium, or Slovakia? Slovakia. Uh Okay. So do, you, do you want this one, Jeff, or do you want me to do it? Oh well, yeah, no. I, you, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You you can choose. I'm I'm saying pear because a lot of the Baltic Balkan countries, or I know that it's technically, anyways. There's a lot of um, sweet liqueurs that are like pear or plum in that region. Now, again, mm. I I say all this, and that's probably going to be wrong, but I've just well, noticed that. For so the record. Why. What you're saying is not incorrect because I've been to these places and you yeah. are correct. What you're saying is yeah. correct. It's just whether or not it's going to fit this question. It, it, exactly. It, but so again, I'm going to get half points for <laughs> no. You, you get know, nothing. No, you get nothing. I'll get nothing because it could be wrong. Anyways, but yeah. whatever. Do, do what you got to do, Josh. I'll read the question again for you, Josh. This country Sorry. loves tiramisu almost as much as Italy. For Christmas, however, they use pears and chocolate in the popular coffee dessert. What nation favors? Paramisu, Switzerland, Belgium, Sounds or Slovakia. I'm gonna go with Belgium. Belgium. 
That's a good guess because chocolate, you know, makes sense. But it's actually mm-hmm. Switzerland. Ah, really? neither of us well, were right. I'm glad that you didn't listen to me. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm so, glad that I, I'm, I'm not glad that I didn't listen to myself. True. Well, you're you're both two. Yeah, you've both answered two. <laughs> Number five from Prussia with Grub continues. Number five, <laughs> Kotia is a traditional Christmas pudding featuring a sweet and savory combination of wheat berries, dried fruits, and nuts. On which country's festive tables might it be most prevalent? Kotia, a Christmas pudding combining wheat berries, dried fruit, and nuts. Does it come from Poland, Estonia, or the Czech Republic? Kotia. Kotia. How do you spell K-O-T-I-A? Do you have the spelling there? K-O-T-I-A. I got my guess. If you want me to try, Jeff, I can. Up to you. Yeah, go ahead. Czech Republic. Czech Republic is incorrect. The answer mm. is Poland. I was I was going to Poland. say Poland. And yep. I, if I was going to answer, that's what I would have said. Okay, Josh has answered three. Jeff has answered two. So okay. number six, here we go. Mm-hmm. Many Latvian Christmas dishes hold symbolic meaning for the new year. Why are big-scaled fish like carp served in Latvia? Is it because they are believed to bring good health, they believed to bring money and luck, or they're believed to bring safety in the new year. Big-scaled fish like carp, why are they popularly served in Latvia? What was the second choice you gave? They're believed to bring money and luck. I want to say number two, number B. Number B, they bring money and luck. That is correct well done now number seven you each have one answer left to give okay which which of the following trios would you find in a traditional estonian christmas dinner beef sprouts and black pudding duck parsnip and offal pork schnitzel and blood sausage traditional estonian christmas dinner Beef and black go- pudding, duck, parsnip, and offal, pork, schnitzel, and blood sausage. You know it's awful. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> I'm going for B. Okay. Josh is jumping in there with B. I'm afraid that's incorrect. The answer is pork, schnitzel, and blood sausage. Mm-hmm. Really? When I, when I think of blood sausage, I think of like the UK. So that's where my yeah, mind me is. too. And yeah. the pork schnitzel sounds so German. That's why I was like, I yeah wasn't mm-hmm. thinking that. Anyway, but that's interesting. Okay, Jeff, this question is yours. Well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> the raguolus or sakotis is a tree-shaped cake of brittle texture and sugary flavor. It sits proudly in the center of Christmas tables and is broken by hands, then shared. Where does it come from? The raguolus or sakotis, both meaning the same thing. Germany, Denmark, or Lithuania? Lithuania. Especially just because of the pronunciation and the spelling. That's a classic. Watch me like get this wrong, but I'm going to say just just from the syntax, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's, uh, uh, you said Lithuania. Correct? I did, was, yes. Lo- yeah. Like Marco okay. Ramius. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was Lithuanian. You've locked in your answer, and your answer is correct, Lithuania. Yeah. So... Just like the previous round, you guys got four each, which gives you eight more points. 
Well, here we go. It's the final round of 16 questions. When the party starts and the night is young, go and find where the mistletoe's hung. And if standing there is a pretty miss, get yourself a mistletoe kiss. If she looks at you with her wondering eyes, just pretend it's a big surprise. All right, guys, let's finish up our quiz with the final round, Octo-Quizzy plus eight. So 16 <laughs> points, Octo-Quizzy plus eight. Or octoquizzy times two, if you prefer. Or or two octoquizzies. I mean, I don't care how you do it, really. It's whatever. That's my little octoquizzy. <laughs> Number 45. Where is Gumbolt's office and safe as seen in On Her Majesty's Secret Service? The office and safe. Is it oh. Zurich, Geneva, or Bern? Bern. Is it? Okay. Josh is saying burn. Final answer? Yes. Sure. I was going to say Geneva. That is correct. Burn is the right answer. Good job. I'm glad that you said it then. Number 46. From Burn, approximately how long does it take to reach the village of Murren by public transport, where you can then grab the cable car to Piz Gloria? Mm. So from Burn... Approximately how long would it take to reach the village of Murren by public transport, where you can then grab the cable car to Piz Gloria? Is it one and a half hours, two and a half hours, or four hours? Oh, just a sec. I'm just checking Google Maps. That's oh, right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I'm going to say... We are on the honor roll, Jeff. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, are never. We? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. You are. I believe you. Uh, what was the second? Uh, you better two? score. You probably do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. One and a half, two and a half, or four I'm hours. Say two, yeah, okay. So be uh, two and a half. That's my answer. Two and a half hours by public transport. Josh, are you happy to confer with and agree to that? Yes. You're uh, wise to uh, because it's Swiss? the correct answer. Oh, okay, I Yay. was going to say for our Swiss fans, I apologize mm -hmm. for not knowing the. Uh, but well, I guess I do know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you didn't know that they liked pears and chocolate in there. No, I didn't. Desserts, so. Um, <laughs> so you I still mean, have shame. You have Swiss. Yeah, shame. it's true. Yeah. Okay, number forty-seven. But it's a neutral shame. That's true. Sorry. It's a neutral sort of shame. They're bad, not really bad. judging yeah, you. Chaotic neutral shame. They're not judging yeah. you. In for your eyes only, what? country houses the warehouse where Christatos refines his goods. Albania. Wow, you don't even want your choices. He's right in with Albania. Is that what you're going to well, go no, with? No, let me hear the choices because what if Albania is a <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Well, uh, yeah. Can I hear the choices though? Albania, <laughs> okay. Greece, or Turkey. The warehouse where Christatos refines his goods. Albania was on the list, in fairness to Josh. Interesting. Okay, is that uh, what you're going with, honest, Josh? It, it, it wouldn't have been what I would have chosen, but I, but I think Josh is probably right on this. They go Josh? to Albania on the... On, oh, yeah, you're right, they on, do. On, you're, you're right, they do. So that's where the warehouse is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's Albania. Okay, yeah. You are that. correct. Yes, of course, yeah. it's Albania. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Number 48. That's how, that's how I did it. No, that makes sense. This is yeah, our but... only yes or no question on the entire quiz. Is Christmas a public holiday in Albania? Uh, 
I'm going to say yes. Okay, Josh goes with yes. What do you think, Jeff? Are you happy with that? Um, it's a Christian country, for yes. all I know. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll say yes. Okay. The answer to the question is yes, but yeah. you might be surprised when you I, do a little work into that. I'll just let you do your own little research there. Well, I mean, but the answer is correct. Yes, it is a public holiday in Albania. Okay. Number, but it was at one point an atheist officially an atheist country <laughs> number really? yeah number 49 in quantum of solace what weapon does james bond use to attack slade with when he arrives in haiti sorry what was it in quantum, quantum of solace yes what weapon does james bond use to attack slade with when he arrives in haiti is it cuticle scissors? Is it a vanity mirror? Or is it a nail file? Cuticle scissors, vanity mirror, or nail file? Is it cuticle scissors? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You I thought it was Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember I'm trying to remember that fight. Yeah. You're gonna go with cuticle scissors if you don't remember the fight. Yes. Cuticle scissors is correct. Well yeah. Done. Nice. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, speaking of <laughs> speaking of cuticle scissors, how many other Christmas specials are using that as a segue into the as next a, question? As a segue. Not many. And that's <laughs> why many. we are awesome. That's why we're awesome. Yeah. Yes. Right. Number 50. <laughs> In, uh, how much will the average Brit spend on beauty and hair treatments this Christmas season? 40 pounds, which is approximately $70, 60 pounds, which is approximately $100, or 80 pounds, which is approximately $140. How much will the average Brit spend on beauty and hair treatments this Christmas season? Let's say 80 pounds. Uh, the third answer. Same with me. Yeah. Third option. Is You're going to go for the third option, 80 pounds? Well, that's incorrect. The answer is 60 your okay. So you had a good run there of five correct, but we've uh, met our match. And now question 51. What weapon does James Bond use to kill the crater roof control operator in You Only Live Twice? Uh, oh, I remember. Uh, there are no choices with this one. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a clue, Jeff, so, you, so you're on my line. It was okay. A, Tiger Tanaka shows Bond how to use this gadget er, earlier on. Like it's it's a callback. It's not a bath. Um... Mm -mm, no. <laughs> well, it's a gadget. It's, it's when they're like he said the, they're at the facility and he was showing them all the different gadgets. Right there was like the rocket guns and then there was yeah. There I was, just can't. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just drawing a blank. So go go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you a clue. You sound like a commercial. <laughs> good clue. That's a good clue. Yeah. Oh, the impression, these, these the impression is kill, a bit lacking. These, these things oh, cigarette. Oh, I, oh, a cigarette? I don't know. Exploding yeah, cigarette. That's Exploding right. The cigarette. rocket firing cigarette. Yes, you yeah. get your point there. Because uh, yeah. the guy gets it right in the heart. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Number 52. What percentage of people who decide to quit smoking for New Year's resolution are still smoke-free the next Christmas? 
Is it approximately 5%, approximately 13%, or approximately 22%? I want to say it's the lowest. (laughs) I was going to go for the middle, but that's fine. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. So, so I what? guess it's 5%, I think. So the, the... You're going to go for 5? Yeah. Okay, locking in 5 is the incorrect answer. I'm afraid it is 13%. Sure, okay. Josh. What percentage Lucky of 13. people? <laughs> Unlucky, 13, yeah. Okay, number 53. Oh, yeah. No guesses. Or Sorry, okay. there's no options here with this one. <laughs> No guesses, eh? That's <laughs> no guesses. You just Damn. get it wrong. You just wow, get it wrong. What is this quiz? Jesus. <laughs> what is number 53? What is Patricia Fearing's official job at Shrublands in Thunderball? Nurse. Uh, masseuse? Well, she's a masseuse, yes, but she does more than just that, though. So I, I would say. Oh, that she's uh, like... what, what's that? What's the term, though? It's like yeah, put uh, the two of them together. Come on, uh, masseuse. No, like um, um, orderly. No. Oh my um, god, no! It's like what's the term? Caretaker. Caretaker. No. Therapist. Physical therapist. Physical therapist. Yeah, let's go with um. Physiotherapist. Physiotherapist. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, you're going to enjoy hearing that. that You're going to like listening back to that because that was painful. Listen to the two of you reach physiotherapist. (laughs) But it's the correct answer. Yeah. (laughs) You were at an orderly. You were at an orderly. Masseuse. Yeah. Our path to the portmanteau was (laughs) rockety at best. It was. Yes. But you got there. Physiotherapist. Yeah. And speaking of injury, question 54, speaking of injuries, how many people are hurt each year decorating their Christmas tree in the United Kingdom? Is it 5 to 750, 750 to 1,000, or over 1,000 people in the UK injured decorating their Christmas tree? I want to say number B, but whatever you want, Josh. I'll go with A. 500 to 750 people in the UK. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. The answer is over a thousand. Over a thousand, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, number 55. We're getting there, boys. We're getting there. What are the to what brand... exactly though? To what exactly? What are we getting to? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting to the end. And I'm sure listeners will be pleased as well as you two will. Number 55. Sorry, listeners, we're not very good uh at this. Oh, you are. You're doing you're doing great. If we yeah, yeah. Anyway, what... continue. What is the brand of ski that Bond uses in For Your Eyes Only? The brand of skis Bond uses in For Your Eyes Only. I want to say it's Rosingill. Are his skis Rosingill 3S, Olin Mark 6, or Dynastar Outland? See, my two guesses before you're going to say it was either Dynastar or Rosingill. And that's just because I skied and I had... Mm-hmm. I use both, yeah, both of them. Of them. Yeah. The, the, the word Olin make, sounds very familiar, though, to me now. Okay. If, go ahead. If you think that's what it is, I'll... Uh... Yes. Just... Fine. Here. Just, just cool. yeah. Go for just it. go with that. Olin. Olin Mark Six. Josh, why do you think that... Why? Why? What's that telling you? I, I just remember seeing that name or something on a ski. It just sounds familiar for some reason. I can't quite put my mind to it, but it sounds familiar. For some reason, I can okay. picture Dynastar. I don't remember Rossino. I would have. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I would have. I will say 
that you are correct, sir. It is Olin Mark Six. Yes, but Roger Moore's Bond has worn Rosignol's as well. A view to a kill, I believe, Uh, or maybe, or no, no, no. It's the spy who loved loved me. me. It's a spy who loved me. He's got Rosignol's on the little turkey up at the top of the ski, isn't it? Well, turkey. (laughs) It's a it's a it's a a garlic rooster. It's a turkey bird. No, it's garlic rooster. Is that what it is? Garlic rooster? No, it's the yeah, it's because it's French skis, so it's gotta have the yeah. garlic rooster, right? I know. I just thought it would be funny to say turkey. That is funny. Is yeah. it a garlic turkey? Okay. I, like I don't that. know what you guys are talking about, but it sounds very interesting. Anyways, right. well, we'll think about. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah. Whatever. The French would make their turkey with garlic, no doubt. Oh yeah. Anyway, somewhat of a Christmas connection there, I suppose, with the turkey. No, well, with the skiing. Number fifty-six. Mm-hmm. More so, turkey. And skiing. Number fifty-six. In Gosh. which Bond novel? Does the Bond girl, with the help of her flatmate and friend Susan Duff, throw a holiday party in London featuring 18 bottles of pink champagne, 10-pound tin of caviar, foie gras, smoked salmon, and sugar plums from the famous Elbaz region of Portugal? Is it Diamonds Are Forever, The Spy Who Loved Me, or On Her Majesty's Secret Service, or Thunderball? Four choices here. What novel does the Bond girl throw a holiday party with all of that food? Uh, so there's got to be a reference to Portugal that I'm not aware of. Well, actually, I just read that straight off the page. Like when I was making the questions, I was just flipping through my book and I found that happened oh. at Christmas time but, in this book. And that's the Jeff type has, of sugar but Jeff, has, Jeff hasn't read the book, so, so no, no, it's yeah. fine. there was it's no fine. way for him to, to answer that question. Nah, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. okay. Well, there are. There are some ways. If if well, we pause and he reads the book right, and he goes and reads all the, the entire. You took the uh, words out of my mouth. Yeah, but yes. uh, just a second. Let me just uh, turn into Johnny number five, and I'll just like. No, okay, no, Josh, that's disingenuous. Listen, gentlemen, there is a way. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. The spy who loved me. Honor Majesty's Secret Service and Thunderball. Right now, remember, you are conferring here you're allowed to work together i've given you four films and four books i know josh or jeff hasn't read the books but you have and you should be able to know susan duff is that a bond girl name that you're familiar with you should be thinking about the flatmate party in london does that happen in any of the films you know so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you got to work at these things you got to think about them like like on the you know Collaboration doesn't mean Jeff doesn't know it, so it's not, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Jeff don't know it. I can guess with the best of them. Josh knows things about every one of those books. I just don't recall Susan Duff for some reason. That's the Bond girl's friend, though, not the Bond girl herself. Mm-hmm. That sounds yummy, though. I'm not gonna lie. I feel this is payback for all of the Golden Eye matches that I won over the years. Mm. Did you actually win them? Yes. Won a couple slappers. He's always good with the slappers. Oh, no. <laughs> of course. Uh, let me think here. Slappers. Josh should know that two of those books run very close to the film. And if I have my guesses, but I'm trying to outwit myself, and it's just not working. I do that all the time. It works well in quizzes, as you've noticed. Uh, yeah, it's worked really well. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy Who Loved Me. That is the correct answer. Well done. She, she, she does go to London at one point. Or she, yeah, she does. Living there. Yeah. Yes. 
Originally from Montreal, though. Quebec, yes, she's that's right. Yeah. She's French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I, I was just thinking that, yes, I appreciate it's a tough question, but you know Majesties is really close to the book. And in no part of that story does Tracy throw a party with her flatmate. No. Thunderball, Domino, while she, she is she's cap she's captive on a fucking yacht. Exactly. She's, she's not, not fucking parties. doing it. No, the yeah. only time she gets out is to have a smoke with Bond and to tell her tell him about her her fantasy with the player's cigarette guy. And then there's Diamonds Are Forever, Tiffany Case, maybe, but Spy Who Loved Me, you know, you got there. You got there. Yeah, Spy Who Loved Me, Jeff, is nothing like the movie, by the way, just to let you know. It's like, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Fleming yeah. wanted it like completely disregarded. He said the only thing that people are allowed to use is the title if they go ahead and adapt it. It would make probably a good like noir kind of movie, yeah, no budget it wise. It's very pulpy, that, too. Very pulpy, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, number 57. How much is the amount on the check Max Zorin gives Stacy Sutton in a view to a kill? Is it oh. two million, three million, or five million dollars? Well, I got the five million wrong last time, so I'm gonna say five million. Okay, I'll go with Jeff. So I'll go with five million. I'll get the five million dollar wrong this question. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's Jeff's fault. Well, yeah. it's nobody's fault because that's correct. Five million dollars is exactly how much he pays her. Five million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, number 58. Number 58. According to tradition in several parts of Russia, horses are well-fed and treated at Christmas. Belief being that a well-fed horse at the start of New Year will stay healthy all year. What are they often fed at this time of year in Russia? Now, do you see the links between the horses from Russia, Max Zorin? See what I'm doing there? Yeah. Yeah. Our horses fed breed or wait i'm trying it's not breed i'm reading that wrong wow (laughs) sorry right try that again it's been a long quiz for me too um bread pies and horse-shaped biscuits ew (laughs) leftovers okay from christmas dinner Mm. both of these or neither of these i would say the first one bread (sighs) pies and horse-shaped biscuits I was actually no. I would say none of these because you don't give like. I was gonna say horses. Ho- horses' digestive systems don't take like meats and stuff like that, right? So no, I, I, I would. None. I would say none. Okay, you're both going to say none of these. Yeah, and we're incorrect, probably. <laughs> the probably. correct answer is Josh is telegraphing this. Go ahead. Both of these, both of them, bread pies <laughs> and horse-shaped biscuits, as well as leftovers from Christmas dinner, help yeah. horses in Russia. At least really? the belief is, yeah, that a well-fed they horse gets and... shaped of themselves. Because <laughs> I, I thought horses like, yes, were, ginger were, were, were herbivores. Yeah, that's right. So that's exactly. It. Yeah. I guess I thought they were herbivores, but then again, it doesn't. It also makes sense that you know they can still eat it; they just shouldn't eat it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Well, it's like yeah. sour patch kids. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like just like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the horse equivalent <laughs> of sour patch kids or fuzzy peaches. Equine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuzzy peaches. Okay. Right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh boy. The last two questions. The last two questions. Mm -hmm. Number 59. In Die Another Day, Gustav Graves parachutes down to a fleeting press conference outside of where? Uh, Buckingham Palace. Uh, Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. That is correct. And gentlemen, the final question of the Bond by Numbers holiday special for this, our final season. 
is one that connects to the royal theme. Not because we're monarchists, just because this happened to be the last question. And, and it's James Bond. So. And it's James Bond. Exactly. And Bond was in Buckingham Palace with the Queen, wasn't he, for the Olympics in 2012? He that's certainly right. was. Yes, that's right. Buckingham Palace was the site for most of Queen Elizabeth's Christmas messages. Yes. On how many occasions across her reign did she address the public during Christmas Day? Now, that isn't necessarily just at Buckingham Palace, but Buckingham yes. Palace was the site. But on how right. many occasions did she address the public during Christmas Day? In, in total, you're saying? In total, absolutely. Okay. Is it 61, 65, or 69? Nice. Um, 69 is the magic number. I'm going to say 69. Okay, uh, are we happy with that? Yeah, yeah, 69. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 69. Wait, I came out wrong. Sorry. <laughs> 69 oh, is dear. the correct I'm, I'm number. Yes. Oh, boy. One for each year of her reign. Yep. That's right. That's exactly why I picked yep. that. And they weren't all televised, but the no, early, no. early ones were radio addresses. Yeah. That's, that's right. why I picked that too. Of course it is. Your head's in no <laughs> gutter. Yeah. Right, guys, talk amongst yourselves for a moment while I. Total our scores. Okay. Woo. Man, that uh from Prussia with Grub thing made me hungry. Yep. Uh, I I like that category. Okay, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, now uh, the final scores are in. Mm -hmm. You collaborated together and have passed the Bond by Numbers holiday special. You have passed the super quiz and you have scored 63 points. Would you like to know what your reward is? Oh, absolutely. I'm just going to share the screen with you now. Obviously, our listeners cannot see this. But, but I know bit, that they're they have a really good idea of what they're looking at. Well, they not, they might know. They might know. Yes, I'm just going to share the screen with you now. As soon as I find a way to do that, okay. Yes, I see your screen. Find hey, your reward. Down. Sixty-three oh, wait, wait. gives you. So between sixty and seventy, that's what the reward. We can tarot retreat oh. the solitaire. Oh, that's okay, um, yeah, yeah, so that's better than I think any possible other rewards. Shall we read out for I listeners think... the other rewards that you've missed out on? So nine to a hundred. Uh, the reward is Q branch at disposal for life. Mm. So okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty eighty-five good. to ninety reward any bond property of your choice. Uh, also very good. Eighty to eighty-five three fake identities prepared for by MI six. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Seventy-five to eighty full personal wardrobe from Bond's oh, tailor. That's pretty good. Seventy to seventy-five. Your choice of Brosnan Beamer. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. 60 to 70, the weekend tarot retreat with Solitaire. 50 to 60, ceramic bulldog from M. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ceramic bulldog. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 40 to 50, right. <laughs> evade Mishka and Grishka through forests. Oh, yeah. by the way, that's a punishment, by yes. the way. If you fail, you're punished. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a punishment. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. yeah, at least we get the guy who gets defeated by a door. So I guess that's something. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, 30 to 40, hunted by Jaws through the Mardi Gras. That's scary. Um, <laughs> I thought so. 
Yeah, that would be. It combines Jaws scariness with like clown scariness because of the costume, right? That's right. Uh, 20 to 30, getting bested in Scaramanga's fun house. Yeah. Uh, 15 yeah. to 20, plummeting from blimp a la Abtac businessman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A few to a kill. Yeah. Yes. 10 to 15, dumped into Blofeld's piranha pool. Oh. <laughs> Zero to ten, Kananga death. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's what would happen. I'm going to be honest with you. I think we got the best reward. <laughs> yeah. Well, a weekend tarot retreat with solitaire would yeah, be that's fantastic. Not in, that's not insinuating anything else. It, it's, it's just. It's oh, just, it's that's right. No. You can. It's, 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 it's in the cards, retreat. man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's in the cards. Yeah. Bring your yeah. stack to deck. Yeah. God, stack, no. Yeah. Stack the deck. Anyway, oh, guys. Oh my. <laughs> there you go. Okay. That's us all done. So you 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 finished strong wow, with a man. score of sixty three. I know you'd like to have some of those foodie questions back. I would. But, Hey, it is what but it is. I also feel like my knowledge of the region kind of helped, but also kind of didn't help, which sums up all of my answers in general. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. I hope you had fun <laughs> along the way, everybody, listening to that silliness. It's just kind of what we do here on the show. And yeah, it was, they were really tough questions, but they were well done. But what's important is that, yeah, like we were having fun, even though we were losing. Well, that, yes, I like the fact that like they were diversified enough so that our listeners could also play along in a way. And some listeners may know these answers that we don't. So please let yeah. us know if you get a hundred percent. Yeah. Please let us know. And, and, and mm-hmm. we'll, and we'll score you and we'll send you a no prize. Stanley no, style. I, I tell you what, I tell you what, I've <laughs> still got let some... us know if you've tried any of the food ones. That's why <laughs> if we have any listeners yeah. that yeah, actually absolutely. tried some of those foods mentioned, but I've still got some bond by number mugs in the garage. I think if anybody actually scored a hundred percent and can somehow quantify, no, fuck that. I've, I've, I'll just send you one anyway. If you send me your score <laughs> and you tell me, I'll believe you. It. We'll send you one out. Yeah. We'll send you a bond by numbers mug in it uh, in in this our our final year, but, but that is it. Yes, our our specials come to an end, and we did go heavy on the participation at home and the quiz features this year instead of the creative features. But I would encourage you, not just you, the listener, but you guys too as well. You deserve a little break. Go back and listen to our previous holiday specials because I did, so I would know I wouldn't duplicate any questions here this wow. year, and. I really enjoyed them and they still hold up well, I think, because we didn't we didn't lock it too too strictly in like a time or right. a trend. Like it was just really generic, really fun. And the Christmas parties we had and the, the music rounds, it was all all good fun. All good fun. Yeah, oh for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this was a good one. You did a really good job in this one. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you guys had fun. And now with that said, we look forward to the new year. 2024 um, will be an interesting year. That's all I have to yeah, say. It will be. Yeah. It will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let's let's just talk for a second about 2024 before we say goodbye here to everybody. The episodes we've got coming up. Yes, we got a book review. Yes, we've got the completion of our three non-bonds festival, our film festival. I think we're going to go to the Ipcris file next, Jeff, if I'm yeah. not correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have my Double O Origins episode, and I'm going to be celebrating Live and Let Die's 70th publication year. We have a Golden Age Bond What If, which we're going to record and have some fun with. I know most of us have already got our work prepared on that one. Oh, we're going to do another music episode. We were thinking maybe Quantum of Solace would be interesting and see if Chris Wood would come back on with us for that one. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to we're going to finish strong here on Bomb by Numbers and uh, have some great episodes that lead up to our grand finale, which will be fun, a fun retrospective, uh, fun silliness, 
How much do you remember? Maybe what I'll do, maybe what I'll do is go back <laughs> and I'll make a quiz based on our old previous episodes. And then you'll have to guess those. But that just okay. sounds a bit, it's a bit, bit painful, actually. Painful for me and <laughs> definitely painful for you guys. Yeah. No, it sounds more painful for you. <laughs> that's true. All you got to do is sit through it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So have a safe Christmas, everybody. Have a yes. great holiday season. And yeah, take time for yourself in this busy world to sit back and relax and uh, just enjoy time with the people you love. Uh, yeah, happy holidays to you guys. Uh, happy New Year and all that too. I'm sure we might be talking before then personally yeah. between each other. But just for the sake of the podcast, I wish you guys a happy New Year and a great Christmas. And all those who are listening as well, have a happy holiday, whichever way you celebrate it. Happy holidays to everyone. Safe, happy holidays. Yeah. Nice one, guys. Goodbye. Laters. Bye.